Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Heron, and as always, there is so much to get into I just want to jump right into it with Us Weekly social media editor Kelly Lasky because last week I made a call to action for someone from Leaping Lizard Cafe to speak out after spotting Crystals and Victoria Fuller in Virginia Beach. And less than 24 hours later, I made contact with Leaping Lizard Cafe. And I don't know where my Pulitzer Prize is. I'm sure it's coming. Maybe the coronavirus delayed it, but it's pretty exciting stuff that we have some eyewitness details on Chris and Victoria. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that they went to this random small little restaurant and also that the staff was willing to talk about it. I mean, it's amazing. We're like kind of obsessed with Leaping Lizards Cafe. I think that might even be an understatement. We want the merch. We want to go one day, like a little work trip. So Hopefully, post-corona, we can make our way there because it's an iconic establishment. Iconic establishment. One of the staffers told me that they seemed genuinely happy and were very appreciative of everything. They kept saying, this place is so cute. They were so pleasant together. They told me that Crystals picked up the check. Love to see it. Listen, I still don't even know how I feel about these two, but I'm mostly just so shocked. I'm still not over the shock of seeing that picture because after months of us knowing they were in Arlington, Iowa together, we still never got the photo proof besides her posing in his living room. So I was just so excited to see this photo. And I'm still so confused why Victoria hasn't posted anything herself, especially after this. Because I was saying last week, I feel like it's not like girls to let the first couple photo be not from them. You know what I mean? So totally. I was surprised, but I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting with bated breath for more Crystals and Victoria content. Hopefully they go back to Leaping Lizard before they leave Virginia Beach. I know. It's one of those things where I think I'm assuming that one of the staffers or whatever was like, oh my gosh, this bachelor couple's here. Let's take a picture of them and put them on our Instagram. I can picture Victoria F afterwards being like, oh, they only have 200 followers or whatever. Like it it won't matter. But it just goes to show there are Bachelor Nation fans everywhere. And some like all it takes is one pick one account to get their hands on that photo and for it to blow up. I don't even know what I was doing, but I just remember Sarah sending it with siren emoji. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was definitely a siren emoji. Listen, I'm just I don't even know if I'm rooting for them or what I am, but I'm fascinated by them. And I hope that we get some more crystals and Victoria fuller content. I, I just need it. And I need them to go back to Leaping Lizard Cafe I need Leaping Lizard Cafe to, you know, like send me a sweatshirt or something. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for them. And I, I'm sure they, he met her parents. 
I forgot that Peter never even made it inside on Victoria's hometown date because of all the drama with that girl who showed up and said she was causing marriages to end, allegedly, and all that stuff. So it's just so funny that we never even met her parents. I knew nothing about her family once I realized that, so I was searching them, and nothing crazy came up. I'm sure they're normal people, but just thinking about Farmer Chris being in Virginia Beach with her family just gets me every time. But I just wanted to touch on that first, because how could we not? It was it was a big Us Weekly exclusive. The tea wasn't that hot, because they seem like they're genuinely getting along and happy together, which is great. But it still was tea nonetheless, and we had the exclusive. Definitely. I just thought it was great investigative journalism on your part. I think what she had done was the waitress was so upset by all the comments on our post about a quote that Sarah had said about leaping lizards or whatever. And all the comments were saying like, oh, I can't see them together, whatever. And she wanted to make it clear. No, they were super cool and like super nice. So interesting. It was it was a fun 24 hours of trying to talk to that little establishment. Absolutely. Happy to do it. Anytime. If they ever have any other star sightings, they, they got my DM. Yep. Let's talk about Claire really quick because the countdown is still on to The Bachelorette being back. I haven't addressed on this very podcast that it's going to be on Tuesdays, not Mondays, in the fall. For any of you who didn't hear, Dancing with the Stars will be back on Mondays and Claire Crowley's season of The Bachelorette is going to air on Tuesdays. Now, while this isn't life-changing information, for some people, it's a little bit life-changing information for me. Is it life-changing information for you? I mean, it's, it's all we have, Monday is all we ever knew for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. So I think it's, it's honestly shocking to me. I can remember the moment we found out like two weeks ago. I was honestly shocked. I just wasn't expecting that curveball to be thrown at me. What do I do on Mondays now? And then I think of Siesta Keys on Tuesdays and This Is Us is on Tuesdays. I can't handle all of this. I have to move some things around now. Yeah, Monday is usually reserved for The Bachelor. I'm pretty sure a lot of Bravo shows like Vanderpump Rules used to air on Monday, but they started airing on Tuesdays. And I, they never said it was because of The Bachelor, but I feel like it has to be because there's so much mm-hmm. crossover. So the fall, I mean, hopefully this all even still happens, but the latest update on Claire's season is sources have told us that she is going to start filming literally any day now, and they're going to get their temperatures taken when they all get there. And it says there's going to be heavy, sa- heavy duty safety precautions. They will be heading there very soon, and they're going to be on one location somewhere in Southern California, which is what Variety says a super safe paradise kind of vibe. No visitors, no press. And that's how it's going to go. I mean, we always say that when they're on The Bachelor, they're in their own little world bubble anyway. Part of me thinks that this will just make it even more heightened. And they're going to be even more, quote unquote, in love and obsessed with Claire because they can't even be obsessed with the travel or anything else. It's, It's like they're locked in. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a beautiful, wonderful resort. But they always said like in the mansion was when they would like go the craziest because they don't have any books to read. They don't have anything to do. And at least when they were traveling, they were in hotels and getting changes of scenery. And now they're going to literally just be in one probably very large Airbnb or like multiple. I don't know what they're going to be in, like a resort, like a winery. Who knows? Like, I don't even know somewhere in Southern California. But I I think it's going to make this even more heightened. I think these guys are going to lose it to be honest, because they don't even have the travel. Yeah, I have a few thoughts on this. It's it's one of those things where, one, I think Claire, I mean, we couldn't predict this pandemic and coronavirus, but I think she's getting the short end of the stick on this just a little bit only because the travel aspect isn't there. And I do know that a lot of people enjoy it for that. 
But then on the other side, that's a part that makes the relationship seem unrealistic. So I think that, like you said, it honestly might lead to something better and more authentic because of that aspect. But then also, I don't know, it just seems like these guys might honestly go crazy with the lack of things to do in this one place. I think it might cause some people to go bonkers. So that could lead to good reality TV. I honestly do not know what to expect. This is going to be different. And I'm here for like a little different vibe this time around. But then I'm excited for Matt James' season to be normal again, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's definitely like, yeah, it could go both ways. Either these guys are so infatuated with Claire because they have nothing else to do. And you know, they're kind of there, I guess, more for the quote unquote right reasons because they aren't getting the travel out of it. It's been a pandemic. There's like, it's more of a risk. Technically, you don't know what's going on with your family. It gets an interesting time for the world. So there's a chance that she's getting more genuine guys who are leaving because they want to be with Claire that badly or they're hoping they have a connection with her and they have nothing else to do and they're going to focus on her because they're on the show. Or you have the other way where they're all going to go nuts because they're stuck in this one place and they're bored or they lost their job because of the pandemic. And it's it's going to be interesting. Claire has admitted, which we all knew was going to be true, that she Googled all the guys. She's looked them up. She didn't say she talked to any of them, but if she did, obviously she wouldn't reveal that. I think there's going to be a handful from that group and a bunch of new people whose faces we haven't seen before and another reveal of the contestants. But I don't know. I Claire, this whole, it was a wild pick. Everyone who Chris Harrison interviews on Bachelor Goat and who I've spoken to says nothing but nice things about Claire. So I'm hoping for the best. I think she definitely got the short end of the stick. And she definitely, you know, you and I are two people who are so excited for Matt James. It makes it a little, a little less whatever. But at this point, I'm just excited to get any form of bachelor bachelorette back on my screen the bachelor goat has been interesting which we're going to get into jojo season but i'm ready for new new faces and some fresh stuff yeah and just to go back to your point about claire googling her contestants i don't know if that was the best idea i totally understand a lack of control in that situation like here you have a list of guys that are you're about to date how can you not go google them but i just feel like that never ends well, even in real life, is when you go and look back at someone else's pictures and who they've dated before. It just already causes all of these, I causes all this anxiety. I don't know. I think it's good. I mean, there's no way she couldn't do it, but at the same Imagine. time, like, come on, like, I know, but you have a list of 25 guys who are going to be trying to be your husband and it's on every major outlet. How could you not Google them? No, I'm not saying I would. I definitely would Google them, but I just, it's, that's another aspect that wouldn't necessarily be in real life bachelor with that pre-corona that wouldn't have happened. You're just throwing these people you've never met before. It gives more of the love at first sight opportunity to happen. And I feel like that's, I don't know. I mean, in quarantine, there's people are doing some crazy things, probably Googling a million things and sitting on their computers. She might know their social security numbers by now, honestly, who knows? I wonder if she found anything really good because there's always a person on the show that usually has some really shady tweets or some really not offensive tweets or had a girlfriend that they were lying about or who knows. But I wonder if she found anything and said to ABC, I don't want this person here or this person's this. Did you even look these people up? Or if she didn't go that deep and was just kind of looking at the photos because I would have gone deep and been like, this tweet from 2009 is going to come out and I don't want my season to be another season with racist tweets uncovered or offensive likes or any of that. I 
give me it's I'm 39 years old. I've been waiting to do this show. I want genuine people. And if we're going to wait this many, much amount of time, they better be the best people ever because they had so much time to cast for Claire, specifically for Claire. They don't always have time to find someone specifically for that person because they don't announce it or they're still making last minute decisions, which we'll also get into because with the chase, Luke, who was going to be the bachelor from Jojo season plot twist, Nick Vile, they both claimed that they had signed the papers and were leaving that like the next day. And then they said, Nick Vile, the new bachelor. So this is just a new territory for everyone. Hopefully it all goes according to plan. They should be leaving any day now. Did you notice on the bachelor goat last night during the commercial break, Chris was advertising. We're looking for candidates for Claire Crawley season and Matt James season of the bachelor i thought that was really interesting that last night they're still saying that i don't know if they're just saying that to say that but they were essentially looking for people for her season last night i think maybe they're just saying that to i guess potentially still take people and i also think that we know that they're supposed to start shooting any day now but what if it gets shut down and they can't so then it's still opens up they're insisting that they're going to make this season happen so I guess, why not keep the application open? Because God forbid they can't shoot starting next week and they have to keep, you know, more people drop out. So they want to just keep it as a rule. It's like um, it's like when you apply to college, the rolling admissions. That's what's <laughs> totally. been happening for Claire's season of The Bachelorette. It's just a rolling process and you got to land in the right spot. But I don't know. Hopefully all goes well. They start shooting and we have some some tea coming out. And the thing is, Reality Steve's job is going to be hard because they, I bet it's going to be like Big Brother and there's going to be like a jury house. So when they get eliminated, they probably have to go to another like side of this property. So I hope they bring a camera to that side of the property and we get to see all of them spiral after Claire broke up with them. I bet more of them are going to try to come back. Oh my God. It's actually probably going to be pretty messy. It's Big Brother meets The Bachelor, meets Bachelor in Paradise with probably, you know, a little X on the beach since yep. they're all sticking around. So I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Before we get into JoJo season, there's a few more things I wanted to touch on, including Peter Weber's A-list connections continue. For those of you who don't remember, Peter is family friends with Victoria Justice. He's family friends with Bella Thorne. And now he's out here playing golf with Caitlyn Jenner. What were your thoughts when you saw this selfie of Peter, his brother, his dad, and Caitlyn holding a $1 bill because they were playing golf and I guess they bet a dollar, you know, these big spenders up in here. And when I saw it, I was very taken back. I thought it was Photoshop. I was just like, what is happening? Why is Caitlyn Jenner with Peter Weber? I just thought that they probably went up to Caitlyn and were like, can we take a picture? But obviously Kelly clarifying how they knew each other and this and that made me realize that this was an actual outing, you know, planned trip to play golf together. It was another image that I was like, wow, 2020 just continues to throw us these curveballs. I was pretty shook when I saw it, but I thought it was also kind of funny and it's just reality TV crossover. I love stuff like that. It's so funny because you immediately were like, well, maybe they asked Caitlin to take a picture. What if Caitlin was like a huge Bachelor fan and went up to Peter and was like, oh God, I just loved your season. I'm so happy for you and Kelly. I follow you on TikTok. Can we take a selfie? Just imagine. That's very plausible because, I mean, we do know that Kendall Jenner watches Kim watches. They all do watch. So right after you said that, I'm like, yeah, wait, actually, maybe Caitlin asked for the picture. I looked up that Westlake village where Peter and his family grew up and Calabasas, where obviously Caitlin lived with Kris Jenner and the Kardashians before she moved to Malibu and got her divorce from Chris. That is like 12 miles apart. So that was one connection I found. 
And also that Kelly was responding to comments and saying they all love aviation. So that's how they met, which kind of makes sense because if Peter not only flies as a career, but it's all of their hobbies. And we know from watching Kardashians that Caitlyn always loved helicopters and and basically all that kind of stuff. So they must have met somehow through mutual friends that way. But this is technically not Peter's first Kardashian-Jenner connection. I forgot about this, but back in February or maybe January, Dylan, Peter, and Tyler were at that football game with Stassi and Kendall. Oh, when those pictures came out, like that's the kind of stuff I live for. Oh, bring me back to those days. Tyler C. was briefly linked to Stoss, who was Kylie Jenner's best friend. So they were all together. And then there was that video of Peter talking about Kelly, actually, in February. And it was actually a video of Kylie, but you can see and hear Peter in the background. So that became part of the whole, how does Peter's season end? Why is he talking about Kelly? All this stuff. And I'm sure since it was February, we know now that Peter had run into Kelly at the Super Bowl and was probably telling someone at this party this story and how he doesn't know and he just ran into one of his contestants and whatever. And Kylie was in the video. So Peter could end up on Keeping Up with the Kardashians before we know it. Totally. Like a dinner party at Caitlyn's. 100%. Anything is possible this year. I love just figuring out which celebrities watch The Bachelor because as The Bachelor becomes more famous, it's just a crazy concept in my mind that celebrities are becoming fans of regular people. I don't know. It's just really interesting. And that also that these Bachelor people are becoming stars. I like to use Hannah Brown as an example. Over 2 million followers on Instagram. It's pretty mind-boggling that these people going on these reality shows are becoming household names. It's true. I mean, stars are just like us, Kelly. Yep. And if we wanted to be one of them, all we have to do is apply. All we have to do is apply. I mean, listen, I've tried to get my brother on this show. They haven't called. I'm I'm very upset about it, but I'm, I'll keep my fingers crossed that maybe, maybe the next Bachelor round, they'll see my application, my heartfelt words for why my brother needs to go on The Bachelor. Let's talk about Amanda Stanton because last week when we recorded the podcast, there was those text message out that her ex-husband Nick posted basically trying to put Amanda on blast and saying he doesn't, she doesn't speak to him that very nicely over text and kind of exposing that their co-parenting wasn't going so well. They were fighting about their kids and coronavirus and exposure and she called his girlfriend ugly and it was kind of messy, but kind of, kind of you know, not fun because we don't like co-parenting drama, but her saying, leave your ugly girlfriend at home made me laugh a little bit. But the other night she did an Instagram and she was doing a Q&A. And the question was, do you get along well with your girl's dad? And she said, this is probably the number one question I get asked. And I know I don't have to answer, but I'm going to be honest because maybe it will help other single parents feel better if they're in the same boat. I'll never get into details, but no, we don't. I wish we did, but unfortunately, I don't think we ever will. I've lied for the longest time when people ask me this question and say we do because I truly wish we did and have always wanted to portray the image that we co-parent well. But I think it's okay to be honest and to admit that we just don't. So, you know, Mm -hmm. there's two little girls involved. We don't, you know, we want their parents to get along and we want what's best for her daughters. But it was kind of interesting just that she decided to come out and say this now because I read her book and she got pretty deep into why their marriage didn't work and exposed him for, you know, allegedly cheating on her. And he had like a dating profile and was using a picture that had cut her out that he was holding their daughter. Like he doesn't seem like the greatest, at least he wasn't. But when I spoke to her on this show, actually not that long ago, she was talking about how it's in Corona that they haven't seen him, obviously, because it was the beginning of quarantine and they were going to have to try to figure out a system and that his girlfriend works at a hospital. So it makes sense that she didn't want the kids necessarily traveling back and forth. But I thought it was interesting she decided to address it now. I, I don't know why I feel like 
why open this can of worms now? Yeah, I just I think about her track record since she was on the on like Bachelor in Paradise and obviously when she was on The Bachelor and I just it's a little worrisome to me because I feel like the people that she has been with expose her. And this isn't the first time where she's had someone holding something over her shoulders. Like, if you do this, I'll post that. And I just she's had kind of a tough run recently. And I, I do want the best for her. But I'm also I just wonder what it's like for her to have all of these, you know, snakes in the closet and having all these people constantly threatening to expose her. It just seems terrible. And also she has two daughters that are in the picture. And, you know, they're also all over social media and the public knows about them. I think she's just in like a really weird spot. And that's kind of where it gets a little scary going from like, you know, a normal person to kind of everyone know, like a lot of people, at least Bachelor Nation, knowing who you are. So it's just, I don't know. I just, I do feel bad for her. Yeah, I do too. And I hope that this doesn't trigger him to then want to post. It sounds like it could go back and forth. I don't know. Maybe she has him blocked or hidden from her story so he won't see it. Yeah. But I don't know. It's probably best to keep it offline. But it also is just fascinating because she did write so much about her husband in her book and she was on the show and we've gotten to know the daughters. Like you said, it almost feels like we have an investment. That's probably why people are asking too. They're curious, but hoping the best for Amanda. Someone else who's been in a rough, a rough state a little bit, Becca and Garrett. There's no official update in the last couple of weeks since that podcast where she got very emotional and kind of admitted that they were going through a rough patch after her podcast with Rachel and Black Lives Matter and his support for the police. And we've talked about that in depth, but I have a theory that I'd like to share. And I would like to preface this with, I have no insider information here. This is totally speculation. And if I'm right, wow, that would be great. But so I've been watching their social media very closely and Garrett had their dog all weekend and he was posting about the dog, but a lot, but wasn't posting about Becca. And I couldn't hear a girl in the background. And Becca then Sunday night posted a picture with the dog on a plane and said, adventures awaits. So my theory, which again, no, this is total speculation, is that she gave him, because I think it's her dog, but obviously it's like their dog now. So I think she gave him the dog for the weekend and because she knew that she was going to be leaving, maybe to go back to Minnesota, get some space. They've been in LA and just, you know, try to figure it out. Not that they're broken up by any means, but that they needed some time apart. And that's where she's taking the dog somewhere. So I'm going to be watching both of their Instagram stories with very closely to see if I can prove my theory. Also, you heard Sarah's theory here first. Just remember that because I think it's so possible. And, you know, she's being up front. She's like, things are a little rocky right now with these comments that he continues to make and, you know, where she stands on everything. It's definitely a rough situation. But this is my thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way is like, Garrett, do you really need to put this dog on your story? Like, how are you benefiting from putting the dog in your story? Becca, how are you benefiting from putting the dog in your story? Like, can you just do anything without posting it? Because Now you have people speculating about your relationship. It's going to generate more buzz and people are going to be on your back asking about what's going on. I just think that there are so many ways to, you know, get around having people speculate about you. But that's just my thing. Every time I see the little bubble pop up on my just like page that there's a new story posted, I'm like, oh, is it going to tell me my answers? So I would have forgotten probably about these two if I didn't keep seeing their posts. I mean, they're not posting like overly like too much necessarily, but you're right. Like it does create speculation. And it's also interesting because 
not that I, I, I feel like she would shut it down if it was everything was fine now, because even Ben Higgins, who we spoke to last month or earlier this month, June, told us it's tough, man. I spent a lot of time with Garrett on tour. We were doing Bachelor Live on stage. Garrett was there for it a lot. It hurts because I know how good they can be. And I know how hard the situation is for them. And for Ben Higgins to even answer that question and not just be like, oh, I'm sure they're doing great or I have nothing to say. Like, I feel like that means that there's talk amongst Bachelor Nation. Like, there's definitely something here that I don't think was just a few podcast episodes with some tension. Like, I, I, I don't know. I... I would have a hard time believing if they actually broke up. I don't know why, but I also feel like there has to be something to it. Ben Higgins totally could have answered that question. Like, you know, I don't want to get involved. It's not really my place to say anything. But the fact that he did say something, something is definitely going on there. Yeah, I'm not hating on Ben or even, I mean, we asked the question and it's a hard situation to be in for him. But at the same time, he did answer it like that. And so it's like, he knows that there's something brewing. Mm -hmm. He definitely knows. Here for the Right Reasons is proudly sponsored by EveryPlate, America's best value meal kit delivery service, which shops, plans, and delivers. So all you have to do is cook and eat. I've stopped getting caught out missing ingredients that I need. Everything comes pre-measured in well-labeled meal kits, so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. It's so good getting delicious, filling meals delivered right to your door every week for way less than you would spend on takeout or delivery, and it's much healthier. You pick your dishes and can skip weeks and cancel any time so it's really flexible. It's reduced the stress of meal planning and shopping, and I'm eating so much better. There's a wide variety of recipes, and I save so much time as meals come together in around 30 minutes, which is less stressful and way less time-consuming than going to the grocery store. My favorite are the cranberry glazed pork chops, and the simple recipes are outlined with step-by-step -step instruction cards, and you can feel confident even when you are cooking something you have never cooked before. Recipes come together in about 30 minutes, which is definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store and starting a meal from scratch. The meal tastes great, and I'm loving all the money and time I'm saving. Even at regular pricing, every plate is up to 58% cheaper than other major meal kit deliveries out there. But right now, you can get three weeks of every plate meals for only $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code BACHELOR3. Again, you can get three weeks of every plate meals for only $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code BACHELOR3. That's B-A-C-H-E-L-O-R and the number three. How do you feel about Tyler Cameron hanging out with this swimsuit model? Uh, one, not shocked. He is a type. It is blonde. This girl is a spitting image of Stassi, Kylie Jenner's best friend. But yeah, blonde is his type. It's, it's Tyler. I just, I, I always like Tyler and I like following what he does. So even if he's with a different girl every week, I just like seeing who it is and what their deal is. So I don't know. I support whatever he does. He's, he's young. He can be hooking up with whoever he wants to, but it's funny that this girl is just a spitting image of Stassi. Right. So Tyler was out in Florida where he's been this whole time. He's in Jupiter and he was with this Jalissa, is that how you say her name? I don't even know. Yeah, I, I haven't heard it like spoken by anyone else but each other. I think that's what it is. So they, of course- Jalissa Ann. Jalissa Ann. There was photos of her, a Bachelor fan account. I think it's like Tea Spill or something. Actually figured out who she was. Props to them because she was wearing a mask. He wasn't, which I had more of a problem with than the whole, because they were at a gas station. Mm -hmm. 
And listen, Tyler's been spotted with a lot of people in the last year. We don't know if they're dating. They do follow each other on Instagram. She also follows one of his best friends from the quarantine crew, Kate. So, but they're all recent follows. So it seems like they all maybe started like hanging out. But one thing to note that's interesting is that Tyler very quickly, a few months ago, shut down when he was spotted with a female outside of his house and they were like working out to say that he had just met this woman. They were doing like a challenge and he hasn't said anything about this swimsuit model yet. So part of me thinks that maybe that's because they are talking. I doubt, you know, it's Tyler's new girlfriend breaking news, but I feel like maybe there is something brewing there because he hasn't shut it down and she hasn't either. Not that I would, if I was linked to Tyler, I'd let it go. Mm -hmm. I think it should be interesting. I'm surprised he hasn't had, I guess, more it is a pandemic, but you know, Hannah hasn't been in Florida in a while. So I think it's probably about that time that we would start seeing Tyler out with girls. Yeah. And I always wonder, you know, who made the first move? Obviously it was most likely a DM. We really, that's kind of what it is these days, but she had to have reached out to him. He probably gets so many DMs from so many girls. I bet verified accounts too, but you just, can't help but wonder what's this girl's deal if she's the one you know he's answering the dm if that's actually what's happening but what makes her special tyler cameron's dms are probably coffee table book worthy there's definitely Mm -hmm. so much in there that i would do anything if you know i always say if i could get my hands on bachelor group text i'd want to be in that if i could be a fly on the wall in this there are so many places i'd like to be but tyler cameron's dms are definitely up there there must be some wild propositions offers, questions, just so much. Yep. And are there any celeb women in there? There's gotta be the things I would do to read those DMs. Maybe one day he'll, you know, decide to just print them all out and send them to us. Pull a, what's his name? Blake with the Kayla Miller Keys text messages. Iconic. Speaking of Tyler, he had an appearance on The Bachelor, the greatest seasons ever last night with Jojo Fletcher season. And I've never been so disappointed in Chris Harrison that he didn't ask explicitly about Hannah Brown. Like, we know they're just friends. It's fine. I get it. But Chris Harrison this whole time has been playing this game on this Bachelor Goat show of we don't know what's been going on with these Bachelor people. And, you know, we're doing these quarantine check-ins. And, oh, who has Peter been hanging out with? It's Kelly. I'm shocked. Like, I think he's kind of in on it, but they're playing it up like we don't know any of these things. How does he not say when was the last time you saw Hannah? Or what's your status with Hannah? I was kind of disappointed in that, too, because... He has been giving me Andy Cohen vibes during this whole bachelor goat thing where he is asking people some uncomfortable questions. Like you could see Wells was like a little triggered a couple of times when he was, he was asking. so mean to Wells. Yeah. And he would say things like, what is it like watching back this whole breakup with Jojo? Like questions that like, here's Wells with a fiance happily moved on. Like, I don't know. Chris is kind of making me laugh during all of this. But I thought it was pretty off-brand for him to not ask about Hannah Brown. Like, what happened there where he didn't even use use that name? Like, I, it was kind of weird. Tyler, anything besides your friends with Matt, which makes me wonder if Tyler ahead of time said, "I'll go on this if you don't ask about the Hannah Brown thing." Like, I'm over talking about it. Like, blah blah blah. You don't know. We don't know. I just. Chris, like, do your job and ask about Hannah Brown. Like, come on. Yeah, all he needed to say was, because he mentioned the quarantine crew. Why didn't he say, you know, I, Hannah was there for a while. Are you guys, you're still friends? And Tyler would have said, yeah, we're great friends. Wish her well. And it would have just been, I don't know. It's, it's weird that he didn't ask. I find that sketchy. Maybe he did ask and they cut it out for time. But why would we get to see other stuff then? It, it's very confusing. But we did get to see Matt James. And that 
made me happy. Yeah, it was kind of funny the way Chris was like, hey, Tyler, is uh, is Matt around? Are you with him? And Matt hops in the screen and was like, oh, I'm here with like already mic'd up and everything. I was like, come on. He was ready to hop on this interview. He was a part of it the whole time. It was just funny the way it played out where Chris was sitting there and he was like, hey, is Matt happen to be around the house? Is he cooking? Like, what's he doing? Like, whatever. And Tyler's like, oh yeah, he's around here somewhere. It's like, okay, Matt hopped in the screen, mic'd up, ready to go. Here I am with, yeah, with the mic that ABC so generously sent me and probably with the talking points that ABC so generously sent me. Yep. <laughs> Because Matt did, you know, he talked about the type of girl he wants. Him and Tyler were laughing about that question. He said his mom is really excited and counting down to grandchildren. She wants a basketball team of grandkids. He said, you know, people have been reaching out to him. He heard from his third grade teacher. He said he heard from a lot of his black friends, which I thought was interesting because they, you know, we found that I think the Bachelor audience isn't necessarily as diverse as it could be, which is probably because there hasn't that much diversity on screen. So if, you know, Matt James brings a whole new group of people watching the show, hopefully then they'll stick around because they'll be bringing on more diversity the year after that. And it's kind of like it, it, it goes. So they make, they break, they have to break the cycle of one season of a little bit more diversity and then going back to all white people because you're never going to keep an audience of more than just white people. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. I'm so excited about Matt James. I just need new Bachelor content on my screen. But at least we had JoJo and Jordan on Instagram story because their Instagrams watching their season was honestly, it was very enjoyable to watch. And I had so many feelings about Jordan, which we'll get into. But did you see them like live drinking, Instagram storying the show? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really cute. And it's gotta be, obviously Jordan has never watched JoJo's season of The Bachelorette. But he watched it with her last night and he just had such cute answers about everything. Like my favorite part was when he was, they were obviously watching Jojo break up with Chase and Jordan was like, he should have gone further. Like I'm rooting for this guy. Like he almost couldn't figure out why he had won because he realized that she did have these other guys and she had connections with them. He was almost like watching it for the first time being like, how did you not pick Chase? He's a great, authentic wholesome guy the whole package I really liked the way they posted it and I just thought it was really really cute and I do like them watching it back I forgot about her kind of like her inability to trust Jordan I think she really struggled with that but now with the life they've built after I really I think that they're great I almost thought that I read Jordan's that post less about I mean he definitely likes Chase but it was more so about how the hell did you let Robbie be your second and not Chase. So true. We got to talk about Robbie. Jordan said, I mean, Luke and Chase, I can't believe they didn't go farther. And then Jojo was like, farther, where'd you want them to go? And he said, like, should have been top two. He was like, I was worried about those guys. He wasn't worried about Robbie. And I understand why. But I was like, wow, Jordan, who, you know, he said he'd never watched it before. You could tell because he was like screaming and it was very funny to watch their whole reaction and he was playing a drinking game drink every time jojo kisses someone else and i just thought it was so refreshing to see their healthy normal relationship getting to poke fun at this after we saw some awkwardness with some bachelor people in the last couple weeks with this whole thing so i mean granted yeah their season ended a certain way and it makes it easier to watch but it still doesn't take away i mean that breakup with robbie was like very intense and she was very emotional about it and i think it just goes to show that jojo's a nice person and didn't want to hurt anyone but let's go back to the beginning because okay. Jojo Fletcher may have had the best opening night dress 
for some of the worst group of guys that has ever been on this show. And that's harsh, but I believe it. She was like jaw-droppingly beautiful. I could not, like, I was just blown away by her dress, her hair, everything. She looked perfect. I can only imagine what those guys were thinking when they pulled up to the house. And also, I'd like to note that, like, we've met JoJo before, like, a couple times. And she is just such an awesome person inside and out. I just think that she's great. So now it was interesting. This was four years ago. Having met her in the past few months pre-quarantine, it made it even better. Because it's like, okay, yeah, I know that this is a good, genuine person. And these guys got so lucky having her as their bachelorette. And... I mean, there's some exceptions, right? You have your Wells, you have your Derek Peth. He seems like a great guy. You have your Chase, you have your Jordan. But then you have your Chad, who I was shocked that ABC gave so much attention last night just because Chad has found himself in some legal drama in the last year. I mean, he went on to be on a lot of reality shows after that. He definitely, you know, was the villain who got some fame from the show. He's been on Celebrity Big Brother. He was on Famously Single. He had like one episode of Bachelor in Paradise before he lost his mind and got drunk and they sent him home. But I don't know. I I, thought, I knew they were going to show it because Chad was a big part of the season and the meet and the fighting with Evan. But I was really surprised they showed the whole... I mean, I felt like I was watching the Chad show for half of it. And I, and I don't love that just because, you know, he's having some domestic violence issues with his ex-girlfriend or current girlfriend. They're very on and off again. He pleaded not guilty to all charges, which is important to note. He started an OnlyFans account and he's, you know, which if you don't know what OnlyFans is, it's you pay for exclusive video or pictures for anyone. It can be whatever you want it to be. Chad is openly using it for his porn career. Did you see his Instagram last night? No, I didn't. He posted, I don't know what house he was outside of, but he was posted. I always told Jordan I'd find him. I never said I'd what I'd do when I found him, but my team found him. So I went to his house and I effed right in front of it for OnlyFans. Now, every time Jordan and JoJo step foot inside their house, they'll think of me. Every time you check the mail, you think of me. Every time you walk the dog, you think of me. My dick has tainted you. Revenge is a best served dish with my dick. So did he actually go there? So I don't know. It was like some random house. I thought they lived in Texas and I think he lives in LA. So I don't know what this house is. Um, but that's what he's deranged. It's also scary. That's really messed up. And it's funny that you said that you felt like you were watching the Chad show. I was watching this with my mom last night too. And she was like, all right, like enough of Chad. Like this isn't even what this is supposed to be about. And I know Chris Harrison had some issues with Chad on VIP. And like, it was just really weird to be highlighting this person. And I get it. He was a majority of the show generating a lot of drama. But this is also 2020. And a lot of what we saw on JoJo season back in 2016, I don't think that wouldn't fly as much now. I just feel like it was really interesting to be plastering it all over TV last night. And like, we obviously want to see the the good things and the cute relationships that were brewing. And oh, it was just, it was just, it was funny, like at times when I'd see Evan kind of like twitch a little bit. Because Evan does want to have that like tough guy mentality, but he is a tiny guy compared to Chad. So I don't know. It was interesting. You bring up Evan and I just want to know why he didn't get a haircut. I know he it's quarantine, but he could have got it. He needed to get a haircut before this. It's clear that he did not get a haircut. He also kind of looked like blonder. It was a really weird. I was like, what the heck is up with Evan's hair? I don't know. I mean, I'm happy for him and Carly. Their relationship is confusing to me. And I think to a lot of people, but. I mean, to each their own. They have two cute kids. They're happy. They're married. Like, it's not on me to say that they shouldn't be. But Evan is Evan. And he's the first one to admit that his season of Don Jojo, he was cringy and it was weird. So mm-hmm. 
there's that. You have Chad, you have Evan, you have James Taylor, who I remember, who did, they didn't really show last night, but I met him at a bar in Nashville, Tennessee once, like right after the, like a year after the season aired. And it was just like, he was perfectly nice. Like, I think I like walked up to him and I don't know, I was like, said something very nonchalantly, probably about The Bachelor. And it just was that vibe where you could tell he was waiting for people to come up to him and like trying, you know what I mean? Like, and again, he was perfectly nice, but it was just a weird vibe. And I just, he, I think there was a bunch of stuff about him and Luke and they were touring and maybe in some colleges and take, not taking advantage, but you know, their bachelor status carries a lot of weight in college towns. And I don't know. I don't love them. I feel like there's something a little shady there. And now James Taylor just released a song called Great Again in support of Trump. And yeah, no. And then someone accused him of cheating on TikTok last week. Hold on. Let me see what that was. He said, someone was saying that this man came to her at a bar and pretended he didn't know her, even though they had just hung out because he had a girlfriend. And he responded and he said, if you saw this TikTok saying I cheated on a girl two girlfriends ago, almost a year ago, she conveniently puts it out right before my season replays. Just know, I don't think she's lying on purpose, but she's mistaken. I did not have a GF then. Me and Elle broke up last April. Didn't have a GF from then till four months ago. I was in Nashville, June or July. So yeah, we're all good. Carry on. Love you. So, I mean, just for people that like be wanting to make TikToks about someone who was on The Bachelor four years ago, like, I don't know if he's the greatest guy around. And then you have Grant, who's now DJing with James Kennedy. You have Alex, who's perfectly fine, but 5'7", and poor JoJo. Um, Jordan said on his story last night that everyone in the house out of that nobody wanted to mess with, it wasn't Chad, it was actually Alex. So, because he was like a Marine, like he's intense. Right. And then you have Daniel, who's just like a little Uh, bizarre. Like she, for how beautiful she is, she got an interesting bunch. Yeah, and what I respect her for is I feel like if Daniel came up to me and was like oh my gosh let's check like, I just would be like Ugh, go away and like I just feel like he, Jojo was just really gave everyone a chance like Evan like and everything and I just feel like a lot of her guys had a, a certain um vibe to them that similar haircut and she just really gave everyone a chance like a equal chance and I don't know I just love Jojo she's a queen I love Jojo too Wells, I it's which with Wells of it all, it's interesting because I looked back and he had told us weekly not that long ago that Sarah Highland would never make an appearance in Paradise, ever make a cameo on the show. And so and he posted on his story last night, he's like, I'm shocked she like agreed to this because they were they had like a long segment, like Wells mm-hmm. and Sarah. Like he checked in with them a lot. It's almost like they're grooming Wells for like a Chris Harrison type position or something. Yeah. Which I always thought that would go to Sean Lowe. But I don't know. I feel like they were almost setting it up for Wells to be the next Chris Harrison. Mm-hmm. And like we've seen Wells as the bartender. And I just feel like there are a lot like for Claire season, like, is there going to be a bartender? Like, are there going to be these extra roles that because they're going to be in a resort like spot, like, are there going to be roles where they could use some Bachelor Nation people? I think it'd be kind of cool if they did that. But that would be cool. I mean, also with Claire season, it's like, are they going to meet the families over FaceTime? It's so weird to think about because I didn't even think of that until you just said that. And that would be, they would have to do that or they'd have to bring the families in and maybe have them quarantine for two weeks and then check their temperatures and bring them in. I don't know. This is a wild world we're living in. It is a wild world. But back to Wells, we said before, Chris Harrison was definitely, I mean, obviously Chris Harrison knows that Wells could take it or else he probably wouldn't have piled on so thick. We're going to embarrass Wells. Wells was so cringy. Wells was so this. Wells was so that. And it's also maybe because it's like jokes on everyone else because Wells is engaged to Sarah Hyland, Emmy Mm award-winning beautiful actress. So it's like if he was engaged to just some random woman, not that that wouldn't be great, 
but it wouldn't carry as much. Like, I, it's almost like it's so absurd that this was Wells and now he's with Sarah Hyland. So I guess it's funny to joke at, but he definitely like laid it on. Yeah. And also, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I watched Wells scenes and I thought they were kind of adorable. He, yeah. For how long it took him to kiss her and it, you could see how nervous he was. And he was just on like a slower track than everyone else. And I thought it was kind of interesting that they showed Wells and Derek's segments like so close together because it almost made them seem like they were her like nerdier contestants who had the trouble. Ones that got away. Yeah, the ones that got away and the ones that, you know, maybe weren't so upfront, but they had genuine good hearts. I really liked both of them watching this back, Wells and Derek. They were more of people that I could see myself with than like the meatheads that kind of made it further in the show. I just thought that they were really cute. And I also didn't really notice them as much when I was actually watching it back when it first aired. And I don't know if things have changed or whatnot, but I just thought that their segments were actually really cute and they seemed really wholesome. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they both had gotten great edits on Paradise or great had like good redemption on Paradise. So I think that we know Derek has a girlfriend now. He was TikToking with her. She's a model. She's gorgeous, like classic. Mm -hmm. He seems like a good guy. He obviously was engaged to Taylor briefly from Bachelor in Paradise too, which is always interesting. And then we have Robbie. And Robbie made it in the final two. And I think everyone was shocked at the time. I was shocked to see it again. There must be something about Robbie because he, you know, he's gone on dates with Sheena Shea. He's been on Vanderpump Rules. He's dated Juliet from Sista Key. He was on that show. So he clearly, you know, it's it's rare to see a, to a top two person go on several reality shows afterwards. Usually that's a little bit more lower down. Not that it's a bad thing to go on reality shows, but specifically be going on ones where you're looking for someone you're dating, you don't see that as much with the top two person. So I think Robbie maybe showed some more true colors later on, but I know you have strong feelings about Robbie. I have such strong feelings about Robbie. And if you've listened to this podcast in the past, I've popped off about Robbie too. I remember back in the day, not liking Robbie. And then now watching it, I really didn't like Robbie. I just think that he's always here for the wrong reasons. Whether it's on The Bachelor, or it's on Siesta Key, he, I almost feel like has a completely different face now. I don't want to be making any assumptions, but a new set of teeth, I'm pretty sure. He just he looks like- got new teeth. I think he was open about that one. The new teeth, he just is not my tape at all. He's like almost trying to like build himself into be Ken, like Barbie's husband. I know that people have called him that before, but- I didn't really see, like like you said, I think Jordan must have watched this back and been like, all right, I had this in the bag when she ended up with Robbie just because her breakups with Luke one was shocking to me and her breakup also with Chase. I felt so bad for them. She had just gone to Luke's house with his family, had such a wholesome time. It was honestly adorable. And she breaks up with him. Then Chase opened up with all of these feelings that, you know, he's never had with anyone else before. I don't know. Like he was so in love with her and then she breaks up with him. I obviously love Jojo, but there were certain instances where I think she made super rash decisions just to like end it then and just get it over with and just get it out. Like I think that that happened and I don't know. I just, it was really tough watching Luke's break up with her. Sorry. I just wanted a tangent also. Oh no, it's fine. I don't blame her because I feel like I would be the same way. It's like, she was probably like, oh, these guys are great. I definitely like Jordan the best, but you know, you can't just send everybody home. That's how the show works. So then I think once she realized they started getting serious, I think she panicked and was like, oh crap, like I got to send you home. You're in love with me. I'm, I'm in love with Jordan. Like, and that was her way of trying to be like, I'm sorry. I let it go this far, but like, this is the show. So I'm mm -hmm. just going to end it here and not 
you know, spend the night with you in the fantasy suite. Like it is True. a balance. You know, it's it's hard. Chase did post on his Instagram story that that was the last time he had said I love you until like a week ago with his new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So that was I saw that, nice. I saw that this morning too. That was yeah. nice. And also, can we just talk about Luke's interview with Chris Harrison? He seemed so much happier, so much like brighter as a person. I know that he also was like an ex-Marine. So maybe like when he was on JoJo season, he was very guarded, quiet. Nothing wrong with that, obviously, anyways. But when I watched him back there last night with Chris Harrison, I was almost shocked at how just as a brighter person he seemed and happier I don't know what's going on he did say he was single so I'm not really sure maybe he's dating or this and that but I don't know I thought it was a really positive interview for him and I thought it was like a really good look and sounds like he's down for paradise I know and that would be amazing my first thought I turned to my mom and I said Hannah Ann I was like Hannah Ann needs to meet this guy Really? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Luke. I think he's perfectly fine. I just, he doesn't quite do it for me, but I yeah. would, I'm not opposed to seeing him back on my television screen. But it's like even Chase, who I have also interviewed, very nice guy. He was on a lot of reality shows too. He went on the challenge and stuff. And he actually told me last year that he regrets ever making the move to MTV. And he, you know, it just wasn't, he didn't think it, like the fan base was necessarily what he wanted. And he wishes he stuck with ABC. That's an old interview that is on usmagazine.com. But I thought that was interesting too. So that she's had, an, all of her guys have gone on to have quite the interesting careers, including Jordan, who I remember when I watched this, I was like, he's just there to get a job at the SEC network. He was obviously mm-hmm. a quarterback at Vanderbilt. His brother is freaking Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, oh my God, he's not there for that reason. He's trying to get a career. Jojo, don't believe it. Yes, he's beautiful and you have a connection, but I don't know if it's genuine. And I feel like she was feeling that too. She was like, I don't know if I can give myself to you because I'm worried about it. And she said on her Instagram story last night, she was self-sabotaging. And he was like, this is how I am. You see, like I act the same way now. Like I was smiling and I was being whatever because I loved you, not because I was like, had a plan. Like, I, And she's like, yes, seeing the way you are now, I know that, but I was so in my mm-hmm. head about it. And if I was her, I would have felt the same way. I was like, this is Aaron Rodgers' brother on The Bachelorette. He doesn't want me. He wants to be, you know, on college game day. Right. I have two things to say about this. One, my jaw dropped when Chad made that comment to Jordan about being a failed football player. Ouch. That's, that was a lot. I was shocked by that. Two, I really respect Jojo for the conversation she had with Jordan straight up being, it's a really awkward conversation to have, but right in his face saying, how do I know you're here for the reasons? How do I know you want to get married to me? How do I know you love me? And he paused for a second and I just thought he had the perfect answers. He simply was like, I'm a better person with you. I have said I love you to other people before. I thought it was love and it wasn't because now I'm seeing what I have with you and it's like the real deal. And I just really respected her for having that conversation and I will forever stand them, at least for the time being, as they continue to do what they're doing. I think they're great. Yeah, they proved us wrong. I'm the first one to say, I'm sure I have tweets out there. I'm sure I did this. Like there's no way Jordan and Jordan are gonna last. They did admit last night that the first year after the show was rough and they almost broke up. And I think that that's normal for bachelor couples because you are like in the whirlwind of all this. You have to like merge your lives together. You barely know each other. You're engaged. But I'm really happy that they've made it. I mean, if you would have told me that Jordan and Jojo were the ones who had to cancel their wedding in quarantine and not Caitlin Bristow and Sean Booth, I would have been shocked. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you never know. I'm really happy for them. We have a interview with Jojo that I'm about to play that Kaylee, Us Weekly reporter Kaylee Stump did recently. They get into the wedding being postponed for Corona, how Jordan and Jojo felt when they got the call from ABC that this was going to be re-airing. 
and some other cute little tidbits. So here is Jojo talking to Kaylee. How are you feeling about having to push your wedding back to next year? Oh, you know what? Like we, we are totally okay with it. We spent the last almost 11 months, you know, planning for it, but obviously you never know what's going to happen in 2020. I feel like became a very uncertain time for all of us. So we would much rather, you know, have our wedding the way we want it to, you know, way we want to have it and with people who are feeling comfortable and safe. And so it was, it was really, you know, we were okay and at peace with the decision to move it because we think it'll be even better and more worth the wait next year. But now we have a lot more time to tackle some more projects, you know? <laughs> I know. So true. So many more projects and yeah, everything will come and happen the way it's supposed to. Did you and Jordan ever consider like going to city hall to make it official now and still having a ceremony next year or anything like that? You know, the people you mentioned, but that being an option to us, I just think for us, like we're okay waiting, you know, we waited four years. We were engaged for four years and let's waiting an extra almost year. So I just think that we, the way we want to do it is the way that we would normally do it. So, you know, We'll just wait. I want it to all kind of just be the way I had it planned in my mind. And getting a marriage certificate, I don't think, technically wouldn't really change anything in our daily lives. So mm-hmm. we're okay waiting, you know? We want to do everything in order. We want to have the bachelor, bachelorette party. We want to have a wedding. We want to have our honeymoon. We want to kind of do everything the way we originally envisioned. So, yes, it stinks, but I think we're totally at peace with the decision. We think it was the roof for us. I know. Okay. So next year, it'll still be like, the same plan that you originally had in the summertime, same location, venue, everything like that? Everything is the same. I'm really hoping I don't, like, want to change my dress by then. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm worried about. I keep, you know, it's so funny with the dress. It's like, you choose that almost, you know, eight months to a year before your original wedding. Now I'm like, I got even longer to sit with this. So right. I love my dress. I, I think it's going to be perfect, but that's the one thing I'm worried about me maybe changing. <laughs> okay. Okay. I know. Cause you don't know how your style is going to change by next year. You never know. Totally. But everything else should be the same. We have, I mean, the good news is we have a lot of it. already planned. So <laughs> A little stress-free, more stress-free leading up to the big day. I know, that's true. Now you can mostly just get excited about it. Will it be a big wedding next year, hopefully, or more small? No, I think it's like, you know, I don't even know what people consider a big wedding, but I think to us it's like good, medium, you know, to large size. We're looking at maybe 200. Okay. Um, And like that could could also change, you know. We might be adding more people into it, so. I know. But that should, should stay generally the same. Okay. Um, who from Bachelor Nation will be there, was supposed to be at your wedding, and any others besides, I think, um, is it Becca Tilly is in your bridal party? Becca, yes. Becca is the only one from my season in my wedding party. We'll have a couple of other that we've invited, and obviously Chris Harrison always gets his invite, and so hopefully they all can make it, but you know, that time of the year, they're all filming, so <laughs> we'll see. Okay, okay. Any Bachelor groomsmen or anything? Not yet. I don't think it must be tight. But so far, Jordan just has to wake up friends from childhood and that. Okay, very cool. Do you think you'll hold off on having kids until you're married? That's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the goal, yes. No, that's, I mean, listen, life happens the way it happens, right? But that's the goal. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. Well, oh my gosh, I mean. That's the plan, come next year we'll be so excited to see your beautiful wedding play out and all the beautiful memories and photos and it'll be perfect 
Yes, it'll be perfect. We're super excited. Just have a, a little bit longer to wait, but it's all going to work out. Absolutely. And gosh, how do you and Jordan feel about your season of The Bachelorette re-airing on ABC during quarantine now? Oh my gosh. Well, when I first got the call from our producers, I think I got this hit in my stomach. I was like, no, oh we're going to have to rewatch this. I don't know why I initially felt that, but like there was like a sense of anxiety. I think I got really lucky the first time around because Jordan didn't watch my season. You know, he's like, I don't need to see that. But now he's like, I'm super excited to watch this. Oh my like, God. Oh, great. Four years later, we're going to re all this. <laughs> Um, but he's excited he's like I don't care so we're looking forward to it it'll be good to see sort of our story play out again because we haven't it's been forever so it'll be nice to sort of relive those moments and it'll be fun I know okay just going off of that I I don't know what are you most nervous to watch back and most excited to see again oh man you know I cried so much I don't know if people remember how just emotionally unstable I might have been during that whole thing so it'll be um It'll be funny to watch that back. It'll be maybe a little, you know, I probably won't love to see it. But um, I'm excited just to see sort of Jordan and I's story and, and rewatch the proposal. And so that'll be really, really awesome. I know. That'll be so special. And just one more question really quickly. Just what is your reaction to the franchise choosing Matt James as their next Bachelor? And what other changes do you hope they make to include more diversity? Super excited about it. I think everyone knows that it's long overdue. Just honestly, looking forward to not only the diversity that he's going to bring to his season, but also looking forward to just the continued diversity within that franchise across the board. So I think he's going to have an awesome season. And just looking forward to seeing that, you know, continue throughout not only the leads, but also the cast, also, also the staff. And I've heard he's an amazing guy. And so I think it should be a really awesome season to watch. I know, me too. I'm so excited. Well, JoJo, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Okay, well, I'm happy for them. I hope they get their wedding in 2021. I'm really rooting for them. And I think her wedding dress is definitely going to be freaking gorgeous. There's no Oh my God, that. she's going to look amazing. I, I'm not ready for that. She's going to look great. Yeah. Before we let you go, is there anything else that you had from Jordan and JoJo's season or The Bachelor right now? I... I am pleasantly surprised by The Bachelor Goat. I honestly thought it was just going to be like a time filler to keep everyone thinking about Bachelor Nation, like to not forget about it. But it's, I really like it. There's so many things I forgot about and I'm really happy that ABC is doing this. It's giving us something to talk about. And also with the social media reactions after, it's just continuing to brew that Bachelor content, that Bachelor tea, and I'm here for it. I agree. We will be watching. I think there are five or six more Bachelor Goat episodes to come. So there will be plenty more here for the right reasons to come. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes. And I will talk to you next week. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.